Amplifying Leadership podcast, a place to share what it takes to be a great leader, challenges to overcome, and of course, tips to help all leaders continually develop. My name is Tara Lehman, and I'm a partner, coach, and consultant at Twin Life Coaching and Business Services. For our leadership clients, I aim to provide effective leadership coaching, consulting, and workshops to help with your professional development, reduce costs at work, and improve your resilience. So today I am welcoming back my sister and partner with Twin Life Coaching and Business Services, Barb Schutz. Welcome back, Barb. Thank you. So it is, at least in Canada this month, Mental Health Awareness Month. And so I thought, what a great opportunity for us to talk about mental health awareness in organizations and also as leaders. Okay. So I thought you were the perfect person for this because you you do kind of, you still work in a a corporation, an organization, but you also do some coaching remotely in the evenings. So yep. it's a it's a great uh, place to talk about two different types of work. And of course, I work from home all the time. So let's start first by saying to all of the listeners, mental health in the workplace is vital and should be top of mind of all leaders and organizations. So why don't we start the conversation today, Barb, about let's look at the, t- the different types of working environments. So right now you work in an organization. So there's yep. people around you every day. You know, you have resources, et cetera, available. What does mental health awareness look like for you in your sector? Uh, so certainly um, it, it's a, a sector that has been hit pretty hard through the last few years. Um, so makes it quite um you know, draining on on some types of positions within my sector. Um, the one good thing for me is I um, didn't have to work frontline during that period. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly, helping support people that that did, but um, for me, at, in my position and where I was, so I work administratively there. Um, certainly, when we were uh, working from home, it was more challenging, but now it's great. We we connect again. Uh, there's some laughing. Um, you know, we mm-hmm. lunch together if we're around some of us, um, you can always find someone to talk to. And that's really, really important that mm-hmm. you're not feeling isolated. Um, you know, we have an HR department. So if somebody is really struggling, they can talk to our HR department. They can reach out to uh, EAP if, um, mm-hmm. you know, your organization has one, use it. It's yeah. there. There's huge amounts of resources um, through EAPs or benefits if people have any kind of benefits plan that offers um, those types of things. And if you don't, because your position or your organization doesn't have it, that's where you can tap the shoulders of your human resource department and see what resources they can provide you um, along with whatever's local to where you are. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I agree. I do want to touch back on something that you had mentioned, which was the COVID sending everybody remotely and you lead a small team and yep. you, you know, you were working remotely as a manager and also now in-house as a manager and in-house can be so great um, if you have a great work culture and great team around you. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about what you saw the differences were and the challenges as a leader that you had with people working remotely as opposed to in-house when it came to even knowing where they were stress level wise or burnout level wise? Uh, I think some of the the key pieces where you can't see them. So you can't Mm -hmm. walk into their space, their office, their desk, wherever they are and see 
how they respond Mm -hmm. to things that you're asking them to do or how's their day. You can't see them. And a lot of cues come from the visual. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, people can hide how they sound on a phone. So Mm -hmm. it was, uh, you know, a lot of phone calls back and forth. Sometimes you couldn't even get a hold of them because they are running to the bathroom and, or they're in a meeting, but you wouldn't Mm -hmm. know that because you're not there beside them, you know, in your, in your work environment, being able to turn to them and say, Hey, you know, Oh, you're heading into a meeting. Okay. I'll chat with you when you get back. So I think that was a, there was a lot of disconnect. Um, But I think the biggest piece was being able to understand that if somebody was struggling, unless they're Mm going to clean out and tell you, which some people do, some people will say, I'm really struggling right now. I need help with whatever Mm -hmm. aspect of their mental health they were going through. Everybody went through something during COVID because none Mm -hmm. of us are used to that. Um, One of my team, the team that work for me still works hybrid. So we do a lot of connecting on the days she's at the office. And then we just do phone connecting on the days that she's not. So we certainly um, do a lot of face-to-face Hey, how's it going? What are you working on today? Those types of things when we do see each other, um, just to make sure that, you know, I can see if there's any visual cues of how she's responding, body language, um, you know, does she look like she's been crying? Those types of things, which she mm-hmm. hasn't. So it's all good. She's, she's doing well, <laughs> but I don't want to know anyone to think that my team's not, but that's not the case. Um, but yeah, we have to connect that way. Uh, and I think a lot of people, when we were all working remote, that was impossible. And even mm-hmm. when you do a team or a Zoom call, you still can't really tell. You're you're mm-hmm. seeing them from you know the the head up, and yes, yes. you can see it on the face, but you can't see how their posture is, how they're walking. Um, you know, are they slumped over? Are they taking a lot of breaks because they just can't focus? You would not know that unless you're physically with them somewhere. And I think it's really also important that when you're not there with them. Um, that maybe, and I know you do this as well, but like asking for feedback on how they're doing, just even with work, sometimes that active listening that you and I love to talk about really helps people feel more comfortable and welcomed to provide you with some concerns if they are having that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that especially as leaders, you got to have an open door policy. Your staff have to feel comfortable Mm -hmm. coming to you. Um, You know, and I don't, my staff do feel comfortable coming to me. They've told me that. So I, I don't, um, you know, I don't see that in my own, you know, my own world, but yeah, certainly they need to know that they can come to their, their uh, superiors mm-hmm. and they need to know their superiors are supporting them in any way possible. My whole organization is really good that way. Which makes for effective leadership too. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to turn the tables a bit on me because, you know, I work from home full time Yeah, and there's no one here to see me. So if I was struggling with something on the mental health side of things, it's completely different for me, right? And so those yep. remote workers, having those leaders that reach out and have a maybe a one-on-one if they're 100% remote every week. And, you know, I do Zoom calls with video on for connection, right? Yep. Yep. And a lot of leaders still do Zoom calls that don't require video. So I'm an advocate for video. Maybe it's because I work from home remotely, but I love video because we can see each other and there's a better connection there. What do you think about about that? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I I mean, I agree. And like I said, um, 
physically seeing someone's whole entire body in an office is different than seeing kind of their upper half, but at least you can see the emotion mm-hmm. on their face. Or, you know, if you're asking them to do something and they wince, then maybe you're overworking somebody or they are under some sort of stress that that's maybe not the best um, thing to be asking them to do at that point. Um, yeah. Even coaching. I, I, you know, we used to do our mm-hmm. coaching in person. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of our clients, not all of them, but a lot of them were in-person clients in, in our area. Um, you know, we would meet them wherever and, and, um, now we don't even do that. And it's, it, you know, it's hard because we are doing it online, but yeah, certainly my clients, almost all of them are video just so that we can, mm-hmm. I can, I can see the expression. I can see the concern and yeah, there's more uh, familiarity with the other person you're talking to. Yeah. I love it too. It's, it's so much easier to connect with anybody. If you're, you know, like us and a coach and a coachee, or if you are a new leader with a new team, or it's just new to work remotely, it, you know, the video gives a lot of information to somebody. So you do work with both, you know, remotely and, and at work. So obviously, you know, you have good experiences between the two. Is there one key piece of advice that you would give to our listeners or leaders about, you know, if you do have that hybrid approach, what would be one of the key things you, you would want to do every week? Uh, working hybridly, I think, is when you are in the office together, connect. Don't mm-hmm. forget to connect. And not just, uh, I would need you to do A, B, C, and D today, but hey, how's it going? How was your weekend? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what have you been up to lately? If they don't want to share, they don't have to. But usually if somebody is comfortable, they will. And it'll give you a better sense of, are they struggling? Because you can say, hey, are, you know, how's work going? Is, you know, have you been able to complete task A or task B? And you can see on expression <laughs> if if they're feeling burnt out and they're more likely going to tell you. So I think when you're working hybrid, it's when you're in the office together, you need to do some strong connecting. And, and again, if, if leaders out there, you're working remotely, absolutely connect on video. If you can, um, you know, just to get that connection going. Or even if you are all working remotely still, is do you find a way to, you know, even if it's once every week or once every two weeks to have an in-person meeting for a couple of hours, even, um, you know, as much as you can, unless you're working for someone across the country. But if you are working for someone within your same town or your same area to try to still do a physical connect, um, you know, Mm -hmm. once a week or once every couple of weeks, just to have an an in-person meeting. I also am, um, you know, a fan of doing those once a week uh, coffee breaks on zoom yeah. so you you yeah. invite everybody for the 15 minute coffee break who's remote to join you on zoom and it's literally it's literally like being in the in the lunchroom or at the water cooler chat it's not yeah. gossip mind you but just talking not not about work just saying hi yeah, right yeah. yeah i think that's awesome so do you think that leaders can ask their teams for help if they're struggling a little bit what are your thoughts on that no, absolutely. I, I do that. Um, yeah, absolutely. There's no reason if I feel like I have a lot of work on my plate and I can delegate some of that um, to someone that I'm comfortable delegating it to who can also handle the workload, then I will delegate it. It, it provides that person with some empowerment to learn a new skill and it's helping me um, take some of that stress off. Mm-hmm. And I think too, it, it allows uh, the employees to see that you're not some sort of robot leader out there. You're human too. And yeah. you know, that, that again, provides with more connection and where you you as a leader are not, 
you know, the manager, but you are a team and you work yeah. with your team and they can see that, you know, not everybody's perfect. And I think it's a great way as well. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit, and you touched a little bit about this um, earlier, but let's talk about what leaders can do for their employees if they do come to you with a mental health issue. Let's say I work for you and I say, hey, you know, Barb, I'm feeling really, really stressed out. I feel like the workload just keeps getting bigger and bigger and I'm starting to get burnt out and I don't know what to do. What, what can leaders do about something like that? Oh, I almost feel like I'm in an interview. No, um, <laughs> um, I think, uh, you know, for me, um, certainly if someone's coming to me and they're burnt out and stressed and we're going to have a conversation, is there something mm -hmm. that we can do to alleviate whatever pressure they have, you know, for their actual job? If, if it's stress beyond that and it's just coming to work as well, um, you know, there's things like, uh, you know, your, do your, does your work have um, an employee assistance program where there are therapists or counselors or life coaches or, or people that they can talk to, um, you know, do they have a gym where the person can maybe take, uh, do mm -hmm. some exercising to, you know, kind of fulfill that? Um, do they have, you know, someone on staff who can talk about their health and well-being? Um, you know, not all agencies, of course, have that, but a lot have employee assistance programs of some kind. Yeah where they can connect them with therapists. Human resource departments are great for that. All right, so let's um, talk again more about what the leaders can do with their employees if the leaders are having problems. So I know like if I was stressed out, I would do what you said, which is, you know, talk to my team, you know, not blaming anybody, never blaming anybody, always being about the team and the, and you had used the word earlier, we, not I, right? So yeah. things like, you know, hey, everybody, I have massive project due. Does anybody have some time that they could dedicate to helping me out? And, and I think you had alluded to earlier, talking about helping other employees grow by giving them yeah. extra duties, et cetera, to do. So yeah, there's absolutely. so many oh. things. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. A lot of people will jump on that because it, it gives them an opportunity to add something to their own resume, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. And it can also help with mental health that they're feeling kind of dragged out of their job and they're bored and they're, they're like, I'm never going anywhere. It gives them an opportunity mm -hmm. to develop some skills. Absolutely. And, you know, I talk about that with some of my business and leadership clients as well, where if you know that someone might be leaving, find out why, because it yeah. affects their mental health if they're unhappy. It affects their mental health if they don't see the next step forward, but maybe you have one for them. I mean, definitely asking them is, is so important. I agree 100% there. So you talked about some of the resources that, you know, some companies have EAP or EFAP, which is Employee Family Assistance Programs. A lot of companies have these, like you said, there's counseling for free. Some Most of them have a suicide uh, helpline as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, some of them, depending on the level of EAP that companies get, they could do anything from searching for a lawyer for you if you need one to as other mental health professionals. Yeah. Some of them have life coaches. Um, some of them don't. Some companies have health savings accounts or HSAs, which sometimes coaching is covered by. Yeah. So if, if the EAP doesn't cover coaching, then, of course, an HSA will. But I think you and I, Barb, we need to be 100% clear here about the difference. So you come to see a coach, help with the steps moving forward. 
That's right. We do not act as a therapist. Correct. Yes. And we sometimes get those questions. So if you need a therapist, you have deeper trauma. We have worked alongside therapists or just helping you with the moving forward steps. You need a therapist, you seek a therapist. So what other resources could companies potentially have available or posted or Barb, why don't you share maybe um, a few of more specific ones that you may have in your organization? Certainly the employee assistance program um, access to, like you said, lawyers and therapists and doctors, um, your family doctor is a giant resource, Absolutely. Um, yeah. you know, and my area, we have things uh, like hotlines. We have 24 here, 24 seven for mental health mm-hmm. support lines. Um, it depends where you live, what you have access to, but certainly if, if you're struggling finding out telehealth or mm-hmm. some sort of other healthcare line that you can call um, could provide some of that. Um, yeah, but family doctors are definitely a resource. Uh, Huge. For, they, they don't just necessarily have to prescribe you medication for be feeling anxious. They can certainly um, provide you with resources of, you know, groups, therapists, um, specialists, all those types of things. Tools, well. things that yeah. you and I might Lots also do as well with cognitive behavior therapy tools. Articles. Yeah. Yeah. And groups, those are big too. I mean, you and I have a monthly one called Taking Care of You where, you know, and it's free just because we want to make sure that people are feeling good mentally and with their mental health and their self-care and those things are out there. So, you know, look in your, in your areas on wherever that might be posted. Maybe it's a Facebook, maybe it's a meetup, maybe it's an event, right? Whatever it is. Um, Definitely. There's lots of places there as well. Um, Absolutely. Canadian Mental Health Association, the U.S. has a similar one as well. I'm sure other companies do. Um, and, and of course, any emergencies are 911 or whatever that is in your country. Um, but absolutely, yeah, I think I think this is a vital topic for leaders yeah. and yeah. needs. Yeah. And needs to be talked about more because a lot of leaders still don't feel comfortable talking about it. Um of course, we want to be sure that we're not going, hey, Barb, do you have a mental health problem? We're not asking that type of question. Uh, you know, we're, we're doing things like you you said, right? We're listening. We're, we're yeah. looking. We're feeling just the feelings of how people are reacting to us. Yeah. Are they absent? Pre-absenteeism, right? That's a yeah, big that's one. <laughs> that's a big one. And paying attention to those remote workers. They need to, they need that video, you know, or something that connects them. Maybe it's a Christmas party. I I remember during COVID in my corporate life, um, we couldn't have everybody come that we normally would um, to the facility. We had remote workers and we had sales staff that were remote. So we, we put everybody on, we used um, Microsoft Teams at the time, everybody on Teams who was remote had them get, you know, get their lunches. And then we all ate and we just did it as a huge group with the speakers. Everybody could just chit chat and talk and, and then also enjoy our luncheon for that time of year. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's Mm -hmm. a great idea. So thank you very much for joining today, Barb, and, and talking with me about this very important topic. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for coming and listening today. I hope you gained an understanding of the importance of mental health in organizations and as leaders. If you are in need of any leadership coaching, consulting, or workshops, or want to be a guest on this podcast, 
please reach out to me at tara at twinlifecoaching.ca. To find about more about all of our leadership services, as well as our new Amplifying Leadership community, please visit amplifyingleadership.ca, a twin life coaching and business services division. Until next time, please be safe and be an amazing leader or leader to be.